We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, Andrew Claudio here with a quick programming note. This is part three of our special Tuesday morning three-part episode all about Donovan Mitchell. The cap or no cap, the Donovan Mitchell plan. Um, If you haven't listened to parts one and two, please go refresh your podcast feed and make sure that you don't listen to these episodes out of order because you're going to be so confused when you tune in to hear us talk about Donovan Mitchell and hear part three and we don't talk about Donovan Mitchell because here in part three, uh, the cap or no cap for part one and two are over and it's my producer's corner and for producer's corner. And I'm, I want to get this, this straight. I emphasize this at the top of the, the conversation you're about to hear, but this is a spoiler filled review of Spider-Man. No, Dr. Strange. I'm leaving all this in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um, John and Jeremy and I all saw it. I saw it three different times, um, partially because I wanted to, partially because I had people in my life who wanted to see it. So I made sure I saw it with them. And partially because Final Review, we did a spoiler-filled uh, podcast for you to listen to, um, as well as a non-spoiler-filled episode over on the Invention of Dreams YouTube channel and the Final Review podcast feed. So um, in the episodes you're about to hear, though, John and Jeremy give their thoughts on the movie, some of the spoiler-filled uh, uh, plot points that they enjoyed or didn't enjoy. I jumped in with some some thoughts as well. Then we, uh, before we wrapped up, we made a big show announcement from Jeremy that uh, I think you guys are going to be excited about later this week. And of course, we wished the, the Mac man himself a happy birthday. Um, and as you're listening to this, as the, the intro music to the KFS pod is being played, do me a favor, head on over to Twitter. Yes, twitter.com. Um, and wish John a happy birthday. I know, I know, we we love him and his his defensive tips and uh, how how stern he can be sometimes in that defense. Well, guess what? I'm going to defend one of my best friends and say that he deserves all the birthday wishes that you can possibly give him today. So head on over to to I almost I did it again. I almost said YouTube. No, head on over to Twitter and wish John a very happy birthday. Okay, I think that is a long enough programming note. Uh, here it is, part three of our special three part episode. Enjoy. I want 
invite everybody that can hear my voice on this podcast or watching this on YouTube to clearly hear me and recognize what I'm about to say. We are going for Producer's Corner to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Full spoilers, as in if you haven't seen the movie and don't want it spoiled for you, we're talking about the movie in full plot details. Again, full spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, thank you for listening to this two-part episode or watching this two-part episode. Come back when you've seen it. This will also be a breakout clip you can watch later. I, I've, I think I've made this clear, right? So nobody have. can get mad at me on Twitter later. Okay. Um, Oz and I have already given our thoughts on this movie. You can head over to the Adventure Dreams YouTube channel, the Final Review podcast feed. I'll give a few thoughts with the guys. But John and Jeremy... Your spoiler-filled thoughts. Um, John, what are you watching? The basketball game that's turning, on right now. You keep turning your head during Sorry. your podcast. Focus, Jonathan. What are you doing? I'm able to say I'm yeah. the Boston Milwaukee games going on right now. It's okay. a good game. Nick's Film School podcast going on, too. What's your, what are your thoughts uh, of the um, on the movie, on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I'll uh, I'll try to be brief because I... And I'm actually not even going to spoil anything. Like I think the spoilers are relevant but to me uh i could sum up the my thoughts about the movie in in a sentence was just to say that it is the most comic book movie of any of the movies that marvel has done and i think they it is it is like watching a comic book on a play out on screen and i think they did it really well i enjoyed the hell out of it i only saw it once i would love to see it again um and then just one really i'll try to make this brief overarching thought i was I thought of it as we were on our text uh, chain talking about Jokic winning the MVP this season and uh, shout out to Yash, our, our buddy who was like, I think this is ridiculous. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo was clearly the best player in the league, you know, and he, his point was kind of like, we're overthinking this. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I get, I get the issues that, that the, the, this movie, like this, is this a perfect movie? No, it is not a perfect movie that there, there, there are, places where it could have been done better and it's a little over the place. And like, you know, it's, it is kind of evident that there was a director that was like fired at some point during the production. Um, you know, but like I, I came home before and I had like 20 minutes to kill. I was watching the baby and I turned on like WandaVision and I'm like, I was watching that. I'm like, man, the MCU boy, like they go and they produce a television show. That's like, we're going to do a play on like sitcoms throughout history. And then we're going to go from that directly into this movie in which we take the main character from that show and we make her the bad guy and it works because she's fucking cool and it's badass and the whole thing like is it possible we're just overthinking this shit like these people who make these films tv shows whatever is it perfect no but my lord do they make an entertaining product and this was yet another example of what i i at least consider to be an extraordinarily entertaining um couple hours of the movies and i enjoyed myself i would strongly recommend everybody to go see it um and the spoilers were fun yes even though you don't want to talk about come on what was i like what can i say about john krasinski showed up on screen for you john and that was the thing i had read about beforehand i told Uh, you this so i spoiled and like i knew i knew patrick stewart from the commercial um my biggest pop was probably uh Captain what did they call her in this? Captain Britain Cap- or uh Captain First Carter. Event? Captain Carter. Captain whatever. Carter, yeah. Yeah. That was 
that was really cool because I, I I've been watching intermittently like the Agent Carter show over like the last like year when I have like mm. again I need like background. Um, I like her a lot. I think she's really cool. And um, and I took that episode of What If too. So I I thought that was pretty cool to see her. Okay, Jeremy. Well, first, John, did you happen to see what Elizabeth Olsen said today, yesterday? Just about- no. So she said similarly about how like look, you don't have to love art or like Marvel and consider art or, or highbrow or whatever it is. Oh, but I didn't even see the this. people who have worked on the show specifically uh, design and makeup and cinematography, all these different things. Like it undermines their abilities by just saying like, Oh, I hate Marvel. It sucks. And I thought that was again, like the work that people put into in show business is incredible. So I, I appreciate her saying it, but I'll, I mean, I left that I left this movie really hungry for string cheese. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Just That's yes. funny. wanted string cheese. That was a that was a scene. Yes. Yes. I I really enjoyed it. You know, there was something that I saw. I I avoided all the spoilers before going in, but there were I saw, you know, the four the five movies that came out for phase four. And Honestly, it was the fourth best one, which doesn't feel right, at least in my opinion, but doesn't feel right because I really enjoyed it. I have, um, for what it's worth, No Way Home. Then I have Shang-Chi, then Black Widow, and this. And then Eternals mm. is a very wow. distant film. I love this standing for Black Widow. I, someone else is on that island with me. Yep. Yeah, Man. I was talking to my, uh, one of my roommates about it, and he loves Black Widow. My girlfriend loves Black Widow. It's a great movie. Maybe it was just like the feeling of being back in the movies for the first time in a while with mm. the pandemic, but I don't think it was. I think it was just a genuinely enjoyable movie, and I loved it. Man, but that might be the right, that might be the right order. I just, I preferred Shang-Chi to it. That was my only thing. But the, what I'll say about this movie is it felt in a lot of ways like a continuation and an origin story at the same time. Where it, it's not like it progressed the origin that we knew. It was more just like the powers that be that were created. This is going to be more of the bedrock of this next phase. And I did really enjoy it as a whole. The one thing I would love to turn to the both of you is that my roommates and I have had a really fascinating dis- I don't know about disagreement, but discussion where on one hand, there's the belief that you have to see the Disney plus content because of how it ties in with all these different wow. things. And the other hand, where it's just like, it's fun Easter eggs. It's supplemental. You don't need to go into it. And we're actually doing a test case where one of my roommates is going to be bringing a friend who has not seen any Marvel really in a while and going to see how confused and how with it, like if they're able to suspend their disbelief, I'm not going to say which position I stand on until the two of you talk about it. But uh, I'm very curious. If I thoughts. would love to answer this. I, I think you, I would, I'm very happy that I saw I, it specifically. Well, I don't, the only thing to me that you need to see is WandaVision because to me, mm, what if, what if that's what I, I don't do. Uh, personally, I, I what for what the Doctor Strange episode, the Agent Carter episode, the I think those are only two actually, but, but the con- okay, even for the, con- the concept of the itself. multiverse, right? Yeah, the that, concept of the multiverse. Yeah, I watched I What think, if, if, yeah, r- right before seeing. I I had seen it before and then stopped and then picked it up right before Doctor Strange. 
I'm glad I did because it helped. It was like hand in hand of multiple universes and how things can transpire. I tell you, if you want to watch something that explores a multiverse, it's what if. No, I understand that. But like, I thought this movie explained the multiverse. Not explain, explore. I'm saying, okay, actually go and see the different capabilities of a multiverse. You know, I don't know. I watched What If once through, and I honestly wasn't thinking about it as I was watching this film. I think, if I think, sure, the the Agent Carter stuff, but like, I do think you you need to have seen the other movies. Like, you need, like, but if you saw just the first Avenger, right? Like, you'd know who Peggy Carter is from that. And then if you just let's pretend you've only watched the MCU movies and you saw like Peggy Carter up there, like, oh, that's cool. The chick who was in Captain America is like, I don't know. To me, it's it comes out to WandaVision more than anything because if you did not watch WandaVision, I think you're looking at this character. And to me, he's she's the MVP of the movie easily. I think you're looking at this character as like, what is this hokey nonsense? She's killing a whole bunch of people because she wants two fake children. Like, come on, this is, this is crazy. One, she sells it to me at least. And two, I think after having watched WandaVision and you see firsthand, this person, like this person's mental state is like, clearly like whatever's going on. It's, she ain't all, it's not all adding up. I think that that makes this, what happens in this film where she loses her mind sellable. Um, in a way that it would not probably have been sellable to me if I had not seen WandaVision. That would be my two cents. Yeah, so it, oh, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Go, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, we, we did that together, we did didn't we? we did. um, so <laughs> the, this is the first movie where that is true, where you really need to have seen, and I'm saying needed to have seen, because it just it would make no sense if the last thing you see from Wanda is like her at the end of Endgame and all of a sudden she's the villain and and they even referenced like I thought who I thought I thought you would come here to talk about what happened at Westview you have no idea what happened at Westview if you haven't seen WandaVision and it also leads into my thoughts on the movie which again more extensive Oz and I got into it because I think this movie leans more toward disappointing than just pure entertaining but I have no idea if it's our fault for having expectations for a movie and like the quality of it. Like it's fine. Like this is, there's a fine sequel to Dr. Strange, a fine sequel to WandaVision, a very fine entry from Sam Raimi and his filmography. But like Oz and I have it in our late teens, early twenties in the MCU. And like, this was the first time that like you really needed to see what a Disney plus show developed in Wanda. Now the the feedback to this movie um has caused a lot of people to say that the 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 pop, the, the stereotypical trope of the angry woman is employed here. I think it's not that it doesn't make sense. I think the source material is the problematic thing that people are upset with. Um I think it's literally right out of the comic what they do. So you can't get you can't get She's too being upset sucked with in it. by like a demon book or whatever. That's the, hell the thing. It is. That's how I explained it. Was the dark hold like in the same way that it's called the, the dark hold? Right, yeah. the dark hold corrupts her, and there are references to the dark hold throughout the movie. Whereas, like Doctor Strange in a different universe went on a suicide mission, basically with the Illuminati, 
like you have to kill me because the Darkhold has like I'm the most dangerous thing. And Wanda makes the same sacrifice at the end of the movie. I don't know if it's communicated as well. And as somebody who saw this movie three freaking times this weekend, I got it by the third time at least. Like, oh, that's why this happens. That's why that happens. Like Sinister Strange, when he goes to that universe, literally emphasizes the dark hold takes its toll and as we see with dr strange who then goes into the dark hold and creates zombie strange one of the coolest set pieces i've ever seen Very in a marvel cool. movie um he then even though the dark holds in every universe are destroyed convenient um he gets the third eye at the end which like you know means he's he might be a bad guy going forward um i don't know oz made it's funny we went back and forth on whose fault it is for complaining about expectations. I got to be honest. I thought this was going to be the next big like Marvel thing that sets the groundwork for what the next thing is going to be. Like, this is not an Avengers movie, but we'll leave this the same way we left civil war with like, Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, black Panther. Mm -hmm. I thought like, while they were introduced, I have no idea what the plan is for fantastic four or how X-Men are going to be implemented in this universe and Oz brought up the analogy of like because i was i compared endgame to mariana rivera and how <laughs> like we're just if you're a yankee fan no closure is going to compare to that no. and we yeah. have these unreal expectations of for a closer because of how spoiled we got with mariano for all that time and he was like counterpoint it's more like if you're a Yankee fan from the late nineties and you got four championships in five years, now you've got the two thousands where like, these are solid 91 seasons that don't have championships. And my counter is like, yeah, but just like most Yankee fans, a season that doesn't end in a championship is disappointing because they gave us the expectations. Like, the excellence is what gave you the the expectations of it. Now, look, I'm just never going into a Marvel movie with expectations anymore because if I go in low and it's fine, maybe, oh, this is great. Like, I left Age of Ultron disappointed. And then Ant-Man came out. I was like, hey, that was fun, you know? And I don't know if either of those are different in quality, you know? Um, so this was, I... Was this your Age of Ultron? Ooh, that's interesting. This um, is way... I, for me... I, 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 enjoy, I, I enjoyed higher, Age of Ultron well, in the theater. I'm I have it for, higher than Age of Ultron. But, but in yeah. terms of the effect where it's like you didn't leave it feeling great about it, but it probably has a pretty important place in terms of the plot line. I got to be honest, if she's not dead, this is a very forgettable movie for me. If she's able to come back and this is fine, then it's just like, like you guys said, it's entertaining. It's like, it's not bad. I don't think... I, like the complaints I've seen about the filmmaking in this, I just there's some moments of green screen that I noticed, but yeah, really. like the filmmaking in this, this like the way where Sam Raimi chooses to put the camera uh, during the hallway, the, the the sewer chase scene, like I know it's not like a horror movie, but it's the first time it felt like we were getting oh, I, horror movie elements in this movie. I wasn't scared, but that was probably my say her, with her dragging the foot through the. Yeah, or whatever the fuck that was. That was my favorite Literally, part of the movie. It's a monster was, chase. That's the fucking shining. It was just, it was just great. What, what, very last thing I just want to say. Um, I never, and a lot. This probably makes me the exception. I don't bring my personal whatever into movies. I know that's probably mm -hmm. weird, but like I come in and I, I shut my brain off. Like I don't think about like my wife or my kids usually or anything of that shit. My like my job or anything like of that nature. 
in this film, I found myself as she was reconciling with what she's doing, doing all this to basically get imaginary her imaginary kids who she made up. And I, I started to actually think about the fact, like what, it, how I feel as a father. And like, if my kids were like taken away from me, like, would it matter to me? Would I be able to like process like these are imaginary? Kids? Like if you're a parent and you like, you fall in love with your kids, which every parent does, you know, at some point, some, sometimes immediately, like you will, you will do like, you can't imagine life without them. And I could see it driving someone with superpowers, maybe even the, the most powerful superpowers in the universe. If you go by like, you know, comic book lore with Scarlet Witch and everything, I could see that dr- the driving a person like that crazy. Um, so it, it, that part got to me actually. And I, I, it was a sell for me. The biggest defense I made of the story choice, like the script choice to make her the bad guy is just like a reminder. And I went back and rewatched the last last two episodes of WandaVision after seeing seeing the movie and then being like was this turn justified she's not over it there's no real closure she's like apologetic to what happened to the people of Westview but she wasn't like it was almost like I feel bad for what my grief did to you but I'm still grieving you know and this movie even has that scene the first time we see her where she's with her kids they're making chocolate something and then she wakes yeah. up and like, that's what grief looks like. Like this, the, I'm glad this movie caught that too. Cause it also has that line about how dreams are escapes into, or visions of what's happening in another universe. So think about every dream you've had when you're going through something and imagine if that actually was like all your problems are gone in this, this vision of something happening to a different version of you. And then you wake up and holy shit in this version, I have to still deal with it. I thought that was actually conveyed perfectly well, in this it was, movie. It was conveyed now because you get, you got to sell it and she's, yeah. she's good, man. Oh, the performance is out. She's really, I good. just, I didn't think it was as much of a leap as some people seem to make the problematic nature. I just like, if that's how you feel, I'm not going to tell somebody that you can't feel that way. I just, I thought it wasn't as big of a leap for me watching it. Um, it Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't think it was a leap. I thought it was a, just a step. And the reason it was a step was just to go back to the the other conversation. I truly believe that you have to watch some of the content mm-hmm. beforehand. It's not so just, that was that your argument that you're saying you have to watch the, the Disney Plus shows in order to enjoy the MCU now? It was two against one with me being part of the two saying okay. that it's really good to have this pre-existing knowledge. And my thing was like, the reason why Disney is also doing this is because they are a capitalist enterprise that wants you to subscribe to <laughs> not stupid. And if you do that, if they tie in all these things where it's like, Hey, did you miss that? That was kind of important. You needed to see that. Um, then it's, it's a different thing. And then it, it, it's a way to transform the entire universe. And, you know, like, like I said, the, what if, was enjoyable, but it also kind of helped illustrate for me that how you can have these multiple multiple uh, universes. And WandaVision, of course, you need to know it. I didn't think you Captain. had to see Captain Marvel in order to understand um, the switch oh, up. Yeah. But Mon- like Monica Rambo, yeah. But it's a nice little yeah, Easter egg in that sense of having Monica. And then also it's fascinating too because Monica's daughter 
is in one division. Mm. And like I mixed how, up. It's Maria Rambo right, that's in Captain Marvel, and Monica's the daughter. Right, yeah, so having Maria and then Monica in in that. So it all ties into each other in some way. That part you didn't need to know, but it was fun if you did. The other things like you're just gonna be lost. You can just kind of go with it. But yeah, if you see this woman who doesn't have her children and also it wasn't real. Why wasn't it real? How, how did she lose her children in this yeah. hypothetical situation? Why is she attacking herself in another universe? I just, I don't really why, get it. That's the why mindset. is she grieving her imaginary kids and not vision? Like that's the biggest one. Like the last thing we've seen from her in the movies is she lost vision. And now like the whole motivation for this is mm. like, I need my kids. It's like, when did you have kids? Who are these twins? And yeah. they're laid out in WandaVision. Oh, which check didn't check didn't cash. Check didn't clear oh. for, for vision. So Paul Bettany, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose kids? I don't know if you saw this. They think he's the lamest superhero ever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? That's too bad. Poor guy. Dang. That that happened to Ben Affleck when he did Batman. Like he said oh, really? he originally. So he said the only reason he took Batman. Was because like you get to tell your kid yeah. that your your dad is Batman, and then the first Halloween after the uh, first Batman v Superman story, like with him in it, came out. Um, his kid went as the Flash for Halloween, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, so I did all of this for nothing," you know? So sorry, Ben. Yeah, sorry, Ben Affleck. You're doing perfectly fine. Right? I was doing say, okay. I don't feel too well bad. done on the rehab tour, buddy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. 
HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School as well as my show Final Review. My fiance is just as busy and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner? Rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year and we're thrilled when we found out about the sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We love love here at Nick's Home School. We do love love. Um, and we, we still love Donovan Mitchell, even if we're not. Not trading for him today. Uh, and we in love this, this universe, we're in this oh, universe. I wanted to. So during during the pod, if you are are able to remember this callback, Jeremy went. Um, I'm saving that for spoilers because they these two reacted to yes. something. Um, John said uh, the great writer Mark Berman or referenced something like that, and I texted them in the zoom chat uh maybe in a like maybe an earth 616 version of mark Berman. definitely not this one um anyway. wait i thought where where's six one the the, the main no, reality is six one we're definitely not in the same world as the mcu they don't just have like eye monsters oh yeah that's true during a wedding and people just look out the window and like oh look something cool yeah you know, can i tell that, you that was that version is basically florida you know the only this is again i don't know what this is about me the only part of the movie that bothered me a little bit as i was watching was like the eye monster thing happened and i was like why is no one making a big yeah they're just watching just watching (laughs) this is a normal every day every every saturday and like you see the bus get torn up, you're like, guess yeah. I'll walk. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> right. the, the field trip's canceled. Doctor Strange is fighting a multi an interdimensional demon <laughs> over on 42nd Street. Yeah. That was the only thing that really bothered me. Anyway, okay. Enough about this. This this was good. This is good. I'm happy we ended on uh on some strange talk. Um I want to see the movie again. Uh Andrew, anything else from you? Yes. Um happy birthday, John Macri. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I guess when you're hearing this, right? 510. Been hot yeah. since 51083. Is that yeah, still me. in your Twitter profile? I, I don't um, know. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you. Um, I I wish Tibbs had uh he was on a cameo because we would have broke the bank for uh, you. But unfortunately, Tibbs doesn't know how to use uh an iPhone. So um, I'm happy he doesn't. That would make me upset if Tibbs was on cameo. 
Really? It would. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's deep in the film with exactly. His he needs to be in the VCR. Film. He doesn't have time for that bullshit. He's How can I? An OnlyFans guy. Jesus. <laughs> also, something I'm happy doesn't exist. We would have gotten it for I, you. You never how know. How can I get? How can I get Taj to play more minutes next year? <laughs> I need to ice. Yes, ice. <laughs> um, Welcome to cameo. I hope he's got ice. Oh God. Okay, images. Well, seven uh, two. By the way, Jeremy, it's seven two. Oh, good Lord, Randy. well, it was nice to make the playoffs for the first mm-hmm. time in five years. Um, thank you for that, by the way. You're welcome. Even Happy birthday, 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 John. John uh, to the uh, co-hostess with the mostest. Mm. Happy birthday. Listen, savor your 30s while you can. One year left. You got listen, live it to the fullest. And age is just a number anyway. So unless you're 40, then you're unless you're 40. They say that 40 is the new 40, John. That's true. They did say that. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Jeremy. (laughs) You guys are great. Um, Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. All righty. Uh and I and thank you everybody out there for checking out another episode of the next film school podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. Thank you, Jeremy. This was a, another great Hold on, Jeremy's I have got one thing. thing. I have one what? thing. What? So on Wednesday. Okay. We have a, is this okay? Oh my God. I can't oh. believe I forgot. My bad. Jeremy. All good. All good. We have a gigantic KFS announcement to make Jeremy <laughs> take it away. So this Wednesday at 6 PM Eastern standard time. Yes. I believe we said, um, Doing something a little different, excited about. I want to hear from you. So I'm going to be live streaming, and we're basically going to have a chat about the Knicks, the salary cap, any questions you have. I mean, they can be trades, they can be uh, confusing things, they can be anything about the salary, like whatever it might be that you have questions for me on. Uh, it also doesn't even have to be Knicks related. Like, I'm here, happy to answer them, but I wanted to provide some sort of way to do that because I know I've thrown so much at people that, and there are things that even trip me up. So I can imagine that someone who has not wasted their time pouring through uh, a document that is just very dense, even when it's like pared down for people who are idiots like me, but pretend to not be idiots. Um, so I want to convey that knowledge to you the best I can. So in that sense, uh, please join me Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. We'll also be available on all of our feeds for podcasting the next day. But I'm really excited about it. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, let's uh, let's talk shop. And what's I, called, I should Jeremy? also say what the name of it is. Yes. Uh, so the name is... Uh, Cap rules everything around me. Cream. Get the money. Dollar, dollar, bill. There you go. It is. uh, Shout out to Wu-Tang. Yeah. And Staten Island. Mm. Yeah. I was trying to make work a Staten Island joke in there. I can't think of one. Um, I already did by saying. Hey. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to watching you as you do that. And I'm going to try to think of a uh, a, a question. Yeah. Something. Yeah. First time, long time. Yeah. Jeremy, why do you hate RJ? That's going to be my super one. chat on mm. Wednesday. I yeah. like it. Why do you hate Donovan Mitchell? Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, everybody, make sure you tune into that. Again, that is 6 p.m. on Wednesday night uh, on our Nick's Home School YouTube channel. So go ahead over there. And if you can't make it live, uh, you can catch that in podcast form the next day. Uh, I'll say again, thank you, Jeremy. Again, thank you, Andrew. And again, thank you for checking out another episode of the Nick's Film School podcast. We will be back with you with another episode uh, later this week, in addition to the podcast version of uh, Jeremy's show. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Uh, Until then, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. 